with the courage to start all over again, right? Like there's also this need for you to have that certain level of, I would say, intellectual humility, right? That like you don't know all the answers and you will never know all the answers. Even as you go through life, even as you like you become the most experienced person in your industry and in your field, you will never like, you know, like you will never stop learning. And I think like having that kind of growth mindset and growth oriented, I would say like approach and attitude to your life, like really does like help a lot and like make a difference in expanding your horizons. So you know what they say about timing, right? When you meet somebody years ago and then you don't know how you circle back to them years later. Well, in 2019, when I was giving a job interview to her, I didn't know that she would be on my episode for Curry Connect this July. And I'm talking about Belle Bildoza, Director of Global Communications at TikTok Canada. Now, she's somebody who said why not to every opportunity in her life, including working at tech giants like Spotify, Airbnb, Uber, and of course, TikTok. And that is something that she also embeds into her podcast, which is titled Why Not Again? And I absolutely recommend you watching it. Cutting to Curry Connect's episode, we talk about re-envisioning global in today's world, what it's like to shift countries during a pandemic and taking that decision, how it's like to be dealing with the mental pressures of this industry and what do young professionals need to look out for. So go check out the interview. There's a lot in there. I'll see you next time. Until then, Curry Connect. Finally, thank you so much, Bell, for joining me this Saturday, this beautiful Saturday. You are the one of the first few I had on my list, in fact, on Curry Connect. And I'm so glad that this is finally happening and we are able to do this episode. So thank you, first of all, for making time all the way from Canada and joining me on this episode. Absolutely. You're welcome, Karishma. Like, thank you so much for having me as well. Um, it's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, to begin with, tell me, you've worked with some of the largest tech innovators in the world. Now, how did you, how did you exactly reach where you are today? And what has your journey been like? Just dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe before we dive right into it, um, I'll introduce myself. Uh, my name is Belle. Um, I'm a storyteller for Tech Unicorns, um, as Karishma has mentioned. Um, and I'm also a part-time podcaster. Uh, I have a show uh, called Why Not the Podcast. Um, so super happy to be guesting on, on Karishma's podcast uh, for a change. Uh, so I think like on the question, um, I can't remember not ever being in the business of communication. Uh, my first job as a public relations officer was when I was voted to a role as a public relations officer in class and I was eight years old. Oh, wow. um, so <laughs> I loved, like, I would say I love communicating and connecting with people. Like, so that's something that I'm super passionate about. And I also love writing. And so I think that it was just like a natural I would say it was just like a natural fit for me to be in the business of communication um, where I am today. Um, I was born and raised um, in the Philippines, um, it, but I've been living overseas for the last 15 years. And I would say like really most of my career. Um, and I've spent the last years, uh, I would say like the last few years in Singapore, the last 10 years actually, uh, where I had a really exciting career launching some of the most 
I would say, exciting consumer technology companies in the region when they were barely household names. Um, So like I've been part of the pioneer teams at Spotify, um, at Netflix, um, and at TikTok. Uh, So that's some of the companies that I've worked at. Um, And most recently, I've relocated halfway around the world to Canada amid the global pandemic, where I've been staying with my family for for the last six months. Um, So yeah, I would say like, that's kind of like a summary of, you know, basically like who I am and like, what did I do in the past and like where I am today? But I'd love to, you know, like, I'd love to answer any additional questions, uh, you know, like if you, if, if you'd like to um, ask me, Karishma. Yes. I, my first question to you is that, you know, you've, you've had a very exciting drop when it comes to when, and when you, I must say this to whoever sees Bell's LinkedIn, it, it has a range of experience. <laughs> okay and it's it's super uh, especially for somebody like me who's you know getting to enter into the field and growing it's it's very inspiring to see somebody but also what comes to my mind when I see that is that what are the kind of what are the kind of risks or the kind of challenges that you face to you know grow rapidly from one position to another or how did you uh, what what was the what was your headspace when you know you were building or shaping your career or did you just go with the flow yeah that's a really great question because i think like i've always been asked especially like i love mentoring young people um and so a lot of like the times like a lot of young people ask me how do you get into these such cool jobs um but the but the, my answer is always actually, like, I got into these, like, so-called cool jobs way before they were even cool. And I think a lot of the, I would say, like, a lot of, like, the, a, a big reason why I ended up working for the places that I've worked at is that I actually, like, really found a way to, I would say, like, I'm really thankful that I've been able to really use my personal passions and actually found, uh, find workplaces that act, that stand for those passions. So music and entertainment, such a big part of my life. Um, I would say that it's a very instrumental force. A lot of my career decisions from being an entertainment publicist in my first, I would say like my first job back in the Philippines to moving to Singapore and like being back to PR, I think like, and also then entering like Spotify as one of the first employees in Asia and then Netflix. And then after that, like a few years later, joining TikTok as well to set up their Asia headquarters. I would say that like a lot of those decisions have been like really influenced by my own personal passions. And so I think that like it's important for people to understand that like you should join a company, not because they're cool, but because it's something that you genuinely believe in. And there's something within you that deeply resonates with what these companies stand for. But then how do you sort of, if I may ask this, because I've also seen a lot of startups that, and you have worked with a lot of startups. So my question to you is that how do you exactly identify at first sight? Because also working with a startup, you know, might seem like a little bit of a risk. How do you identify that, okay, this is a startup that's going to work for me. And then you believe in it because when it's a startup, it's it's rarely that you have a big background coming from the company. So yeah, that's my question to you. 
Yeah, I think like that's a really great question. Um, as I said, like I joined these companies like way when they actually had like really lean and small teams. Um, and so I think that like for me, what really like influenced my decision was apart from like the companies resonating with my personal passions and interests. I think like I always identify a disruptor like in a category. So apart from uh, my work at, at Spotify, Netflix, and TikTok, I was also part of Uber and Airbnb in the past. Um, and I think like one of the biggest reasons like why I joined these companies is because they have managed to carve out a new, I would say, category for themselves. And they have genuinely, I would say, like they have genuinely made an impact in the way people move, people live and people entertain themselves and i think like it's very fundamental that like whenever i join a team or a company that like i am really i actually really see the profound change that they make to people's lives and so i think like that's something that apart from you know like making sure that like these companies actually resonate with me on a very personal level and are i would say very much aligned with my own interests and passions I also want to make sure that like I actually believe in the mission um, and actually truly believe that these companies are profoundly changing the way people live. I must say, I read your LinkedIn bio and I saw this word, this very interesting term that you used, which is global storyteller. And my question to you is how challenging that has become over time now with the pandemic and with the restrictions it poses to all of us. Right. Absolutely. And I think like this is a, there's actually like a lot of introspection around what it means to be global, like in today's times, I think the ability to, you know, to lead, to engage, to motivate, to influence through storytelling, it's actually been made easier through technology, right? Because like it allows you like access all kinds of information, soak in all kinds of inspiration and all of these things can spark a wealth of insights and ideas and stories. But I think that like, while it's so easy to access information and inspiration right now, what is important? And I think like, this is like the tension point. I wouldn't really call it a challenge, but I think like it's a tension point for the person. But what remains true is that the person who's telling that story. So like, you know, whether it's coming from you, it's coming from me. I think like, it's important that like the story must stay true to the person that's telling the story. And I think like that's an important thing. And, and so with that, like as a global storyteller, or if you are interested in like really pursuing a career as a global storyteller, you should constantly strive to widen your horizons beyond your own cultural reality, beyond like the confines of like what you know on a, you know, like, a, and, and I think like that's a very important thing and it's a constant process because you want to overcome like preconceived biases, like your own beliefs. You want to actually like really widen your, I would say that horizon and expand your cultural reality so that then you are able to like figure out, like make connections, find those patterns and eventually like uh, tell stories that can resonate, you know, like not just within your own cultural reality but like also with other cultures and other people and communities. In the middle of a pandemic, I am relocating or I am moving. How do I refix my goals? If that doesn't work out, how do I fix my goals? How do I change it? And with all this, just how, what did you go through and how did you deal with this whole sense of restriction, especially because you're somebody who looks 
to expand globally, you know, in, in perspective. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like it's just right that we acknowledge that this global pandemic has I was absolutely absolutely I think like it has not I would say like really it has impacted everybody, right? Like in a fundamental way. And I think like what happened was like this entire global pandemic with all the restrictions, like all the, I would say like everything that's been just been happening on the health front, um, not just like with, you know, like your respective families, but like also like the world at large has thrown everybody in like an, an unexpected existential crisis of some sort, obviously, although to varying degrees in that sense. But I think that, Personally, like, you know, it's really like the strength of your spirit that like you have to lean hard on. And I think that's something that like for me personally, like I've really like tried to do with myself, like actually like I, I actually believe that regardless of all the restrictions that have happened, I never believe that like your life should be put on hold. Yeah. And I think that like when we uprooted ourselves like six months ago, after 10 years of being in Singapore, you know, like with all the, all the things that we, the life that we built in Singapore, the careers that we've had, like, you know, like my, my husband and I like basically like decided to move amidst a global pandemic, you know, like I would say that like that act of uprooting yourself is, is a proof of the fact that like, you know, we really didn't believe that like our life should be put on pause just because of this global pandemic. And I think when you as a, you know, like whether you're a young person or an experienced person, I think like what's important to keep in mind amidst all of this uncertainty. And if you're dealing with something, a big change that you want to enforce in your life, despite the restrictions, I think like it's important that like to, to it's important to keep that certain confidence in who you are right? Like who you are, what you're passionate about, what you can bring to a team, right? Never losing sight of your strengths and your values and your beliefs, as well as like holding true and staying true to your passions. I think like it's very important. Um, and eventually you will find your landing because of that kind of unshakable belief and confidence in yourself. Tech, they say, has united people during COVID or even before COVID. How you having worked with Airbnb and Spotify and uh, you know Uber and all these places, how do you think what unites these tech giants really? I think like that's a really great question. Um, apart from actual, I would say like me impacting profoundly, right? Like the way people move, live, profoundly changing, I would say human behavior, creating new categories. I think like the a factor that you really like unites like all of these players that like at least like the ones that I've actually been fortunate enough to work with is relentlessness. And I think like this is the reason too that why I've spent most of my career in tech because I'm like this kind of person that absolutely will not stop at a no. Like I, I don't quickly like, oh, like, you know, like I don't get discouraged easily. And I think like that kind of relentlessness resonates with me. I think I, I thrive on that energy to constantly come up with something new, revisit old ways of thinking, learn from past mistakes, to rebuild or build something from scratch. And I think, you know, like having that endless pursuit of learning then and absolutely having that like attitude of relentlessness leads to constant innovation. 
Hence, like the ability for like these platforms, these companies to profoundly change the way people like just really like live. What do you think is that one quality that somebody like, say, for example, me or somebody who's aspiring to become uh, a storyteller of the future, if I might call it, what do you think they need to have the most in their capacity? Wow, that's a that's a really big question because I do think that like there are so many qualities that like are you know that I look after like uh, that I admire, um, but I think that like what for me like my personal view if like if I would identify like that one, I would say one quality that. I would say like it's important, right? Like as you try to like widen your horizons, like you overcome preconceived biases and you build that global IQ in that sense, like I would say like insatiable curiosity is important. Um, And I think like that insatiable curiosity then allows you to seek learning and from a fundamental level. And I think like that then leads to the ability to then be able to like make something out of that, those learnings. So, so be it, you know, like revisiting like past, I would say mistakes and rebuilding something from there or like learning something from scratch and building something. It all starts with that insatiable curiosity. You call your podcast, Why Not? And there are a lot of stories that are based on the whole concept of that one moment, right? Where you say, why not? Now my question is, how do you deal with the anxiety that comes post saying why not, you know? And you take the step, but how do you deal with that? I don't even know if anxiety is the right word for it, but how do you deal with that? Take that comes you mean the aftermath of your decisions yeah. after yeah. you make the jump, right? Like, like, and sometimes like that might, not come in the form of anxiety like that just might come in the form of reflection probably yeah. you know like and and kind of being like when why not turns into a what if yeah. or like <laughs> right or just turns into like a why why yeah. did I do this uh yeah no, I totally get where you're coming from and I think like I'm gonna go back to the point that I made earlier about having that unshakable belief in yourself and in your abilities and what you can bring, right? Like to whether, you know, like you, whether you're an, entered a new industry or whether you've relocated to another place, I think that like you have to kind of like really make sure that like you have that belief and faith that everything will turn out in the direction that like you wanted to head towards because you consciously and deliberately like made decisions for yourself. And I think like that's, I know that like sometimes like it's, it's, there's going to be like moments where you're cross going to be questioning yourself and like trying to like be, you know, you know, like basically like looking back. But I think that like that doesn't, I would say like for me personally, what I try to do is that like what, as I'm kind of currently right now, like living in Canada for the last six months, I, I just come back to the very reason why I basically embrace that why not in the first place. And I think then that then everything comes back to, I, I basically like then understand a little bit more about, and I basically come back to the reason, right? Of why I did what I did. And from there, remind myself, you know, like with that, like I, I remind myself of like the things that I could do, right? And and the things that I, I have learned so far and the things that I wouldn't learn had I not made this jump. I think like those are things that like I just like when I reflect on the aftermath of my decisions, 
Sure. Like I would have like, I mean, probably like contextualize this a little bit more, you know, with my experience that, which is very fresh, just six months old, you know, if I, I was like looking back, like I, I was like, I would say like, I had a really near perfect life in Singapore with, you know, a great career, like everything's been set up, like my life there has been set up. And then I threw myself into like this position where I'm now, I would say like literally building our life again from scratch. Like I kind of think about that. And there are moments, I won't lie, where I, I think about what if I didn't uproot myself at the time when I did? But then I, I guess like when I kind of think about it in that way, if I basically like stay there, I wouldn't have learned what I learn now. Right. And I wouldn't probably be, you know, like in a, in a, you know, I would say like right now I've actually like rejoined my old company, TikTok, and, you know, I'm starting out in a new and exciting role as well. Like these things wouldn't have happened have I, had I not consciously like made the jump with like with that faith in myself, like in my loved ones, that everything would turn out for the better because I made that deliberate decision to embrace something new because my gut tells me that I should do it right now. Because if you're waiting for the right time or you're waiting for the right opportunity, chances are like it will never come. There was never that right time. And so I think that it's important for you to have that like confidence in yourself and your abilities and don't shy away from embracing that why not because the only thing that you actually stand to gain is a better version of yourself eventually yes absolutely absolutely and what do you miss about singapore do you miss something about singapore or all of it was the difference <laughs> that's a really great question um, i miss uh, so i actually like one of the things that i miss the most apart from my friends of course um it's actually the food um, and I think like it's more not not because Canada doesn't have diverse food options actually like Toronto where we live is also a belting pot of various cultures and in that sense like it's a very diverse food landscape as well but uh, I think like Singapore has like more um, I would say accessible food options because you've got like the hawker stores everywhere um, and there's always like so many things like I would say like so much food choices to just like you know explore and 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 yeah like I just miss like that kind of like like you walk to a hawker and you basically like sit down and just like have a meal. Um, but I actually like think that maybe when Toronto opens up, like that's something that we could do here as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. That is such a lovely chat. Thank you for joining me. And I had a great time and I can't wait to share this with everyone who's going to listen. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Karishma, for, for having me. And I hope that you have you uh, have a lovely weekend. Um, and yeah, looking forward to chatting again uh, sometime. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, then do give us a follow and tune into our next episode as well. If you wish to watch the videos on YouTube, you can check them out at Karishma Connect and give us a follow on Instagram at Karishma Vallate. Thank you again. Take care. See you in the next one.